This episode of Moon Tower Business is brought to you by your local State Farm agent, Alejandra de la Torre. Alejandra's team has amazing customer service, knowledgeable staff, and super competitive pricing. They also have a very convenient location in Round Rock, located at 2200 North A.W. Grimes Boulevard, Suite 500. Alejandra's team is bilingual, and they have over 52 years of combined experience in the insurance industry. Alejandra's team is very friendly and helpful, and they always go the extra mile. They even have after-hours emergency availability. So please call Alejandra's State Farm team for all of your insurance needs, whether it's auto, home, life, or business. Their telephone number is 512-244-3311, or you can see their website at www.alexdelatorre.net. Welcome, everybody, to the Moon Tower Business Podcast. This is your host, Joseph O'Bell, and today I am speaking with Quinn Osha, who is the founder of Topmark. Quinn, welcome. Hey, thanks, Joseph. Happy to be here and appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. Thanks for being here. Um, before we get started, maybe you can kind of just introduce yourself to listeners and, and talk a little bit about uh, your background. Sure. So, uh, like you said, you know, currently 100% focused on, on building top mark, but um, sort of grew up always focused on entrepreneurship. It was kind of my, my passion, but uh, the world took me in kind of a more practical direction. Um, I got an undergrad and ma- master's in electrical engineering, sort of went straight into the stereotypical tech uh, industry track. But once I was there, I, I sort of with the goal of getting into entrepreneurship, I thought it would be more effective for me to kind of have experience across different verticals in, in the corporate world. Uh, so, you know, I was one of those unusual electrical engineers who jumped into like program management, uh, building, you know, supply chains across the United States and China for, for hardware products. And then um, most recently, actually, I, I did a stint down in Sydney, Australia doing enterprise sales uh, covering most of uh, Asia Pacific, and so that was that was definitely something that that pushed the boundaries for me. Uh, coming from an engineering org, uh, trying to learn how to sell to, to big organizations was interesting but fun. And then ultimately, I was you know that itch to start the company you know just got too too loud, and and I quit kind of without much of a plan in the middle of the pandemic. And uh, yeah, he, here we are. Excellent, man. So. I guess what uh, what inspired you to to launch Top Mark? Kind of kind of get in specifically into that industry and in, in the used cars. Yeah, so it, it actually, you know, I probably could have planned it better. I've always been into cars, you know, from a very young age. We did. My family was kind of the the weekend trekker to to auctions and car shows and stuff. So that was just in my blood. Um, but I went into an industry that wasn't automotive straight out of school. So it was actually more difficult than I imagined to kind of shift back into that from a professional standpoint. But um, certainly like my dream job was always in this space. So when I was looking to, to start a company, it made sense to be here. Um, in terms of like top marks specifically in how we're trying to make it easier and, and more transparent for people to sell their cars, like 
uh, you know, a, a pretty unfortunate incident for me, you know, one of the most exciting days of my life was, you know, I graduated school, got this tech job and, and went out to buy a fun, fast car. Cause that's, you know, what you do as an enthusiast. And, and I thought I was kind of like this quasi pro, right. I've, I've been around buying and selling cars for a long time. And I found that through that process, I still, at the end of it felt just like kind of taken advantage of kind of unsure of what had happened and like, whether I was really making a good deal. And, and it just like, it, it sort of made a really fun, awesome experience feel not so great. And so, uh, you know, my goal from, from a high level and like a mission standpoint is just to help people avoid that, you know, even people who aren't into cars, you know, if you do this once every six years, you don't deserve to like, just get, you know, railroaded because you don't really know what's going on. Right. I mean, that, that can be like a difficult situation, right? It's buying or selling a, a used car. Uh, sometimes you don't know if you're, you're getting the best deal. You look at Kelly Blue Book, but there's all these different factors and they, they kind of play into it, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, Kelly Blue Book is, is great for reference, but in terms of actual numbers, it's, it's pretty difficult to use because they're just such a wide range. And especially today during the pandemic, you know, prices are all over the place. So we're seeing vehicles go for thousands over, you know, what Kelly Blue Book would be. Um, just because that's how hot the market is and Kelly Blue Book doesn't react that quickly. So uh, I think especially today, those sources are are really inaccurate. And that's where like a model like ours, um, where it's not this this range of prices, uh, you know, you get you go in, you enter your information on your vehicle and you and you get hard cash offers from different dealers. Like, you know, that's the market, right? A market price is just what people are willing to pay you. And if you have a list of prices like that's what it is. Gotcha. Now I want to jump into kind of um, how the, how your website works and how the uh, kind of the top mark uh, services works uh, generally. But before we do that, maybe you could just talk about, you know, what you're seeing in the used car market now, like, you know, there's high prices right now due to chip shortages. Um, and I think that that, you know, prices continue to rise. What are you seeing there? Yeah, I mean, all, all of those things, um, you know, the chip shortage has created a huge inventory um, shortage, as, as I'm sure most people have heard of, at least by now. Um, and you can see that physically if you drive by car dealers, you know, on your daily uh, trip to, to the grocery store or whatever, they're just huge, empty lots. Um, specifically, that's in new cars, but then that trickles down into used vehicles because, you know, more people are buying those because the the new ones aren't available. Um, and that's just, that's seen prices on average skyrocket like 23% um, from 2020 to 2021. And, you know, in a, this is a once in a lifetime thing happening. If you had bought a car last year new, you could probably sell it for more today. You know, that that's the opposite of depreciation that we tell everybody about. So it's, it's this insane, insane market. And that's what we're really, it's, it's kind of fueled the fire for us because it's more important now than ever to really shop your options um, when you're considering buying or selling. Is that the case? Do you see like in kind of across the board and all different types of vehicles or is it different for like, you know, just a regular vehicle versus like a high-end vehicle? Yeah. So, so there's kind of two axes that I consider there. The first is like, the average um, price of the vehicle. 
So in, on our platform specifically, uh, the average car spreads. Um, so basically like the lowest offer to the highest offer, we see about $2,500. And that's like for cars averaging $15,000. And then if you go up to kind of higher end cars, like a, around a $35,000 price point, we're seeing spreads of $4,000. So that's literally, you can make $4,000 just by checking out different dealerships. I mean, that's cr- how crazy the market is right now. And then in addition, the second axis is vehicle type. Um, So whether it's like a sort of a sedan or a truck or or a SUV. And right now what we're seeing is the pickup trucks are just, they're crazy. Uh, I think I saw something like Ford, Dodge and GMC trucks have gone up like 35% or 40% in that same time zone. And that's specifically because those are the ones most impacted by the chip shortage so there's just not enough trucks out there and, you know, prices are crazy. I've looked at trucks recently as, uh, and, and you're right. I mean, I've seen some of these uh, older pickup trucks with like really high mileage on them, just going for crazy amounts. It's like, it's wild to see. Yeah, I just, I, we actually just, just um, quoted, you know, a 2013 Ford F-150 or something. And it was, yeah, like over... $25,000 or something. I mean, it was just something crazy that you would never see um, for a car with 200,000 miles. But traditionally, how have like people, you know, prior to services like what you offer, how, traditionally, how have people go about selling a car? Yeah. So this is, this is kind of the, a really interesting th- thing for me watching the, the whole industry change because uh, only very recently can you get these hard, like cash offers online. Um, before you had to take it into a dealership and they had to do that whole inspection thing where they kind of try to lowball you. And, and most people really didn't like that experience. So they tended to just trade it in to whatever dealer that they were then buying a new car from. Um, these days, the, the selling and the buying process have been like bifurcated. They're now two totally different experiences because so many, basically every dealer will buy a car from you without you buying a car from them. And so that's sort of improved the market significantly um, for sellers. Um, And it makes a lot more sense now to do it as a separate transaction. And so it's moved that kind of like trade-in process to a much newer um, online quoting. And then also, I mean, some people still go to different dealers to, to quote it physically, but that's generally time consuming. And that's why like part of our platform, um, you know, includes letting local dealers give you offers as well, just so you don't have to, to do that process. That's great. I had to do that a few years back and it wasn't a nice experience. You go in there and, and you're hoping to, you know, sell your vehicle for a reasonable price and they inspect it and start kind of nickel and diamond, you know, little, little things here and there, just subtracting, subtracting from the amount that they want to offer you. Uh, and then you got to go somewhere else, right? And then uh, physically do that. It, it just, it can be time consuming. Uh, people don't have time to do that. So to be able to do something like this um, is very beneficial. Can, can you talk about kind of just, I know you kind of briefly talked about how it works, but can you just go into a little bit more detail on uh, how somebody would use Topmark to sell their vehicle? Sure. So um, essentially we, we have a, a, a form for every vehicle. And so you go on, you start with your license plate or your VIN, and then you answer some basic uh, condition questions. You know, uh, how old is it or how many miles does it have? Did, did you get in any accidents? 
Um, and then after that, we use that information to then go out and request quotes from all the different uh, online dealers. So right now you could go search, um, you know, Carvana, Vroom, um, AutoNation, a few of these different dealers, like they have these same forms, but it's annoying to, to go to different ones. And then there are a lot of sort of less well-known ones that are more niche. So like we said, that there are big differences in terms of like trucks to sedans, some dealers really want trucks. And so there may be a truck dealer near you that you don't know about that would pay a lot more than a generic online site. And so um, essentially you do one form, we go out and get offers from you know many different dealers, and then you can choose whichever one you, you want to sell with. Is it safe to say it's kind of like a, an Expedia for selling your car? Yeah. So we're kind of positioning it as a kayak, a uh, very similar concept uh, of selling your car. Um, yeah, it's, it's essentially that. And I think their original slogan, I'm not sure if it's still this, is like one search and done. So that kind of, I mean, that kind of concept makes sense, right? You just do it once and, and then you pick your favorite dealer. Gotcha. So then, um, so it's what, how many different kind of, uh, you know, dealers or websites are involved in like putting together like a price estimate or a price quote? So today we currently support six. We're about to launch a seventh. Um, and that's just the beginning. Um, I think if you go out and search right now, there's easily a dozen websites that you could go and do this exact same process in. Uh, and we're hard at work supporting all of those. But then beyond that, um, the the real like uh, sort of bread and butter for us is is supporting local dealerships uh, to come on the platform as well and kind of give them a digital edge um, or a digital footprint as well. And you know, across Texas, there's like three thousand dealers, so that's just a, a, a huge number of opportunities and, and um, you know ability to to get quotes and, and sort of get your best value. And that's sort of what we're going for. And when you say dealership, do you mean like you know, like the Ford and the uh, Chevrolet dealerships, or does that also include kind of used car dealerships that are around town? Uh, specifically, these are all used car dealerships because the new, the even if it's a new car dealership, they'll have to have a used car dealership attached to make an offer because that's how they they sell the used cars. Um, but we support both franchise and non-franchise, so um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a dealership that also has a new car dealership. Gotcha. And is that something you have to kind of go out and, and meet with uh, folks for these individual dealerships and, and talk about the, the services you're offering? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's definitely a, uh, it's a two, two-sided marketplace. Um, you know, the, we can't sell, help people sell the cars if there aren't de- dealers who want to buy them, you know? And so there's kind of this, this um, give and take there, but we've been working pretty aggressively to try to bring on dealers. And we've been pretty happy with with their response, uh, they're pretty happy because inventory is tight, you know, and, and we offer them a, a new and, and relatively cheap way of, of getting inventory. And, and they're, again, pretty, pretty pleased with that. Um, how does your, what does your user base look like right now? And then I guess what kind of feedback are you getting from, from people that are using your website? Um, yeah, so we, we do about, I think we're maybe 6,000 users or something across the site that this month, which, you know, it isn't huge, but we also launched very recently. Um, you know, we're growing 65% month over month in terms of, you know, number of cars that we're doing, which is, you know, pretty cool growth rate. 
uh, and generally the the feedback is good. We again, we're we're a new website, right? So, and we're doing something that's quite complicated. It doesn't look complicated, which is the goal, right? It's supposed to be very simple for the end users, but there's a lot going on in the back end that that can be difficult. And um, you know, we're we're just trying to build out a platform that that can really scale quickly. Um, and I think the, the feedback that we've gotten is that we will be able to do that. So. Gotcha. And have you gotten any feedback from like the individual dealerships, uh, that y'all work with? Yeah. So we're working closely with one in, um, in Houston and, uh, the, the person we're working with there has been, you know, incredibly receptive, incredibly helpful and generous, um, with his time, you know, to help support us and, and kind of guide us in, in how, we can best help dealers in this process because it's really our goal is you know n- not to to alienate either side right i i brought up the story of kind of how i didn't feel great at a dealership before but at the end of the day we need to make our dealers happy too and i think we can do that um by connecting the right dealer with the right seller um and and i think as long as we continue to p- position that way like um they're going to be pretty happy about it cuz we're saving same with the money. Sorry. Yeah. We're just, when it basically from a dealer perspective, they have, they have two options. They can buy a car from auction um, or they can buy a car directly from the person selling it. And the, that auction loop adds, you know, almost $2,000 like uh, as a flat rate. So we're basically giving them an opportunity to, to cut their costs and, and they're pretty happy with that. Nice. Um, you know, years back, when you wanted to buy a used car or any car, typically, you know, you, in my experience, you go to dealerships kind of in your area and check them out and usually buy a vehicle like in somewhere near where you live. Right. Uh, but you know, there's new services like bring a trailer, which mm-hmm. is kind of, you can buy a used car. Like we're in Austin, we can buy something in like Washington or New York city and then pay like a, a fee to have it shipped to you. Um, do you see in the future kind of incorporating more stuff like that, or maybe even having kind of like nationwide dealerships competing for the purchase of a vehicle uh, through Topmark? Yeah. So, I mean, that happens uh, a lot today and it's going to continue to happen more. I think what you get there is um, you end up with like arbitrage situations where um, in Austin, uh, this specifically happens a lot with like Camrys or something. I, I think they get bought in Texas a lot because they're pretty cheap here and there's not snow and, and they don't get rusted and then they get sent West. Um, so, so that, that happens a lot. If they think these big online dealers think they can make more money in a different state. Um, and that then it's interesting because then it pushes up car prices in Texas, even though what's actually like where they're high is technically in California but it's just the trickle down effect. So I think that kind of nationalization of, of cars is, is definitely going to continue to happen. But at the same time, like I would like to see more cars kind of go to local dealers if they're local, right? I mean, I don't really want to be a part of a system that just like ships a Camry across the world uh, or across the country constantly um, to make a few dollars if, if there's a, a reasonable market in, in the city. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, can you talk about your uh, revenue model for top mark? Um, yeah, so we get paid by our, our dealers. Um, and it's like a, it's a SaaS subscription model. 
um, typical of, of sort of B2B online internet platforms. Um, so it's, it's a pre- pretty simple actually. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so you launched during the pandemic, right? And can you just talk about what that experience was like kind of launching a company in the middle of a pandemic and the issues you had to deal with? Uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting in, in, in a few different ways, I guess. It, this is my first full-on company um, that I'm doing you know, full-time. So that in itself was a huge experience, but it, it actually was kind of nice for me to not have the temptation to do anything, right? Because you just couldn't. Everything was shut down. So it it almost gave me this like cocoon of of silence where I could just really focus and, and dive into to what I was working on. Um, and I kind of got used to that, to be honest. And now everything's open. It's like, oh, I, you know, I've got friends. I want to do this and that. And, you know, the the business just, you know, ne- needs to to come first. And, and so I do that. Um, but I think other than that, the the pandemic specifically in this market, I mean, we've already talked about it. You know, I don't want to uh, beat it to death, but it's it's just a crazy market. So that specifically has been interesting. And, and I'm interested to see like kind of how it plays out um, and then how that affects things in the auto industry sort of long term. So when you, I guess when you were thinking about top market and, and launching it uh, before getting started, um, is it, a situation where this concept was something that you've been thinking about for a while that you wanted to launch, or is it uh, stuff that you saw kind of with the pandemic and the the issues going on in the used car market that that you found an opportunity uh, to kind of capitalize on? Yeah, so uh, a few things there. I think I, I didn't have specifically this idea going in. Again, I kind of had a few experiences in the industry. I saw some issues that I were kind of like macro trends in the industry and uh, in entrepreneurship, there's this kind of this, this dream of when you create a company, you kind of want um, like one of the biggest things is like, why now sort of, you know, what, what's different today than, than it was 10 years ago, five years ago. And, and what I mentioned before, this like digitalization of the auto industry where suddenly we can get hard quotes um, for cars online you know, that's, that's something that's never been available before. Um, and so sort of looking at that trend, I, I said, like, you know, how, how, do we, how do we take advantage of this? How can we use this new technology, this, this kind of n- new medium and, and really improve the experience? And that's kind of how we ended up there. Um, I, I also, it just sort of, I was doing it in a very manual way before when I was helping people sell. And so like those two things together, kind of, it was like, Oh, somebody should be doing this. And then nobody was doing it. And I said, all right, well, well, let's do it. Great. And so, you know, you talked a little bit about the technology, kind of how the landscape's changing for used car, the used car industry generally. Um, And there's just kind of, uh, I think it's changing quite a bit. I mean, you see companies like Carvana, that are, uh, you know, you, you can, you can get a used car from a, uh, from what do you call it? Like a the vending uh, machine, a vending machine. And you have uh, situations where you can uh, buy cars that just get delivered to your front door, which was, wasn't a thing years back. Uh, how, do, how are you seeing kind of the industry changing like that with technology? Yeah, I think um, the, 
I mean, delivery to your door across all industries has just skyrocketed. <laughs> I mean, uh, you you see that in in almost every place now, and I think that's at some point going to become uh, maybe not like a hundred percent, but kind of the de facto standard, uh, especially for vehicles, because it's it's not that expensive at the end of the day to actually get the car to a person's house in relation to the cost. So the unit economics are very different. You know, if you sell a $20,000 car and it costs 70 bucks to get it to a door, that's different than if you're selling a $10 sandwich and it costs $5 to get it to the door, right? So those economics make it a lot easier to kind of offer that that white glove service. Um, And I think ultimately, you know, for better or for worse, I think the the automotive industry, the dealerships specifically kind of have you know, a bad reputation. Yeah. Surveys still, you know, recently say 87% of people generally dislike car dealerships. Um, And I think, I think the model is changing Carvana and Vroom and stuff. They've really pushed this like customer first viewpoint. And so the industry is changing to, to be more customer centric, but I think at the same time, people remember, and they just are going to try to avoid physically going to the dealer as much as possible, and and ultimately that means you know having cars delivered to them instead. Understood, man. So you you've done a really good job in in uh, so far, you know, at launching the company and and growing it to to where it's at right now. What would you say has been your biggest challenge so far in uh, in this in this journey? And then what has been your biggest win so far? Ooh. Um, yes, uh, challenge wise, I mean, uh, I'd say just like, just staying focused on the end goal and not getting distracted. Um, you know, there's, there's not one specific thing where I just hit a wall and, and we were like, oh, this is going to kill the company, but we hit something basically every two weeks or, or maybe even more frequently that's like, oh my God, well, you know, panic mode, we've got to solve this. And, and so just having the motivation and, and the drive of the mission of, of really helping people in this industry, um, you, you need that to keep going. And that can be tough sometimes. Um, in terms of the, the greatest win, I think um, at, at some point, uh, so my brother is also pretty big into cars. And um, when, when I was sort of working on, on this product and building it out, there was one point when, you know, he said, oh, whoa, uh, you know, expletive, like this, this might actually work, um, you know, and he's not one to give over praise if it's not due. So that, that was pretty cool to me. It was like, okay, you know, I'm kind of on the right track here and, and this could be valuable. Excellent, man. So how are you kind of spreading the word about uh, Top Mark and, and kind of getting it out there for people to uh, to learn about it and use it? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is a pretty tough thing in the automotive industry. Uh, it's just because marketing is so sort of flooded with money. Um, we do a pretty aggressive content marketing approach, and that just involves tons and tons of blog articles on you know, whether it's maintenance, we just put out one on, you know, how to change your tire because people, you know, still search that um, or, you know, how to change your oil and stuff like that. And so what we do is we're, we're just trying to sort of provide helpful information over time. And, you know, we're, we're looking for people to kind of recognize the brand over time. And when it comes time to sell, you know, think of us. And, and that's really sort of the long-term plan. 
Great stuff. Are you guys uh, looking for funding at this point? Uh, we, uh, um, <laughs> we're always sort of fundraising. Um, I can't talk to specifics necessarily sort of in the, a public space. Um, but, you know, as part of the startup journey, journey is kind of all, always be raising money. And so that's kind of our mentality. Good stuff, man. Um, so what else uh, have we not covered that, that you'd like to share with listeners about Top Mark? Um, you know, I, so actually, I always forget to mention, but it, I mean, it is free. So there's there's like no no cost other than, um, you, you know, maybe a few minutes of your time to, to check it out. Um, but honestly, you know, one of the, the things I, I would love and, and have had a tough time sort of doing it or getting getting is, is end user feedback. Um, you know, people come through the website and they check it out, but it's hard to kind of follow up. So you know, if anybody out there is listening and, and goes through it and has comments, like feel free to email me or find me on LinkedIn or whatever. And even if it's, oh, this is terrible, you know, I, I still love to hear it and, and hear about why. Excellent, man. So uh, can you plug your website? Let, let listeners know how they can, uh, how they can sell their car on Topmark. Um, and then also how can they learn more about you online? Sure. So the, the website itself is just topmark.com, T-O-P-M-A-R-Q.com. So it's Mark with a Q. Um, and then in terms of reaching out to me, you can, uh, you can email me at info at topmark.com. You know, if it's uh, towards me, that, that'll get routed to me. And then also I'm on LinkedIn at Quinn OSHA and, and I respond pretty quickly and always happy to connect with people. Perfect. Uh, one more question for you. And that's what's your favorite restaurant in Austin? Yeah, cool. So I'm actually I'm a, I'm pretty new to Austin. I've only been here uh, three months, but I'm a huge uh, Asian food, specifically Japanese food fan. Um, sushi, ramen, especially, and so I'm next door to the ramen Tatsuya, and it's you know one of my favorites. So definitely, definitely suggest checking that out. Great place. I love that place. That's awesome. Uh, Quinn, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, uh, listeners. Please check out Top Mark. Um, I'm, I talked to Quinn earlier. I'm going to be selling my car soon and I will be using top mark to, uh, to get some price quotes on there. And I will, I'll definitely give some feedback on that. So, uh, highly suggest you all check it out. Quinn, thanks for coming on the podcast and hopefully we can have you again sometime. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. Yep. This episode is brought to you by our affiliate Gemini. Gemini is a well-respected cryptocurrency exchange started by Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. If you're interested in purchasing Bitcoin, Ethereum, or other altcoins, please check out their website at gemini.sjv.io backslash Moontower to learn all about it. Thank you.